morning-ish. Okay, if I'm honest. Afternoon. Uh, it's Friday, the 30th of November, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Today, episode 70, GM focuses on autonomous and electric cars, Daimler and Bosch ready a fleet of autonomous S-Class sedans, and Volvo and Luminar share to the world Luminar's impressive ultra-long-range LiDAR. All this right now. But first, it is Friday, which means it's Friday Poll Day. And obviously last week being Thanksgiving here in the States, uh, we missed Poll Day last week. So I hope you're as excited to get back to it as I am. Today's question, should the U.S. government slow or otherwise restrict the introduction of autonomous vehicles into the workforce to limit any potential social costs? For example, truck drivers losing their jobs in the span of a decade or so. And the answer choices are A, yes, government should intervene, B, no, government should not, or C, something else, in which case, please do be sure to reply and let me know on Twitter. Again, you can find this poll over on Twitter at Autonomous Hogue, that's A-U-T-O-N-O-M-O-U-S-H-O-A-G. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, cast your vote, it'll be up for four days until we come back next Tuesday. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so to kick things off today, a quick note about GM. So you probably heard last week that GM are getting ready to cut as many as 14,000 employees from their North American uh, factories. Indeed, they're going to shut down five of those manufacturing plants. This is going to represent something like 8% of GM's total global workforce. That's a really huge cut. And the question becomes, uh, why and to what end? Well, it turns out that GM really want to focus quite singularly on autonomous and electric vehicles. Meanwhile, sort of as Ford announced several months back, they also want to, of course, get rid of the sedan form factor vehicles. These just don't sell as well in today's era of crossovers and SUVs, uh, for better or worse anyway. Um, but but yeah, so let's, let's talk about this though. You know, obviously I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm, I've been saying forever that GM are really, I think, you know, if only because of their acquisition of cruise automation, I think they're really on track to be one of the three leaders in the autonomous car space, right up there with Tesla and, of course, Waymo. Um, yes, I think Volvo eventually are going to kind of get up there as well. But but if I had to pick kind of the top three contenders for getting actual level four and level five vehicles on the road immediately for human consumption, and I should specify for private human consumption, it's going to be, first of all, Tesla. Second of all, um, I would have to say GM. And third of all, Waymo. That may not be entirely fair because I think suffice to say Waymo and Cruise Automation don't intend actually to roll out vehicles for private use. Rather, they're going to be so-called robo-taxi services. Um, That said, I do believe that GM will eventually trickle down a lot of that tech into their other vehicles, some of which the non-Cruise branded vehicles will indeed be available for individual private ownership. 
Never mind the whole discussion that obviously for a world to properly uh, accommodate autonomous vehicles, we need to move away from private ownership to essentially total car sharing economies. Um, you know, but that's a whole other discussion. We've actually touched on this quite a bit in the past, so I'm not going to get into that now. What I am going to get into, though, is the degree to which GM are really serious about this. Well, they've just announced that they're replacing Cruise Automation's co-founder and CEO with... General Motors' own president, Dan Amon. So, meanwhile, Kyle is going to be the president and CTO of Cruise Automation, but GM's president, Dan Amon, is going to be taking the reins as CEO. Um, This makes actually pretty good sense. If you're like me, you probably tend to still sort of perceive Cruise Automation as kind of the little plucky startup formerly from Y Combinator several years back, but look, they have grown at a stratus at an astronomical rate. They are now something like 1,000 employees strong, this up from just 40 several years ago. They've announced plans to open an office up in Seattle. The point is they are scaling at an astonishing rate. They need somebody who has really, you know, just a really solid background and expertise in such company scaling. Uh, so who better than Aman? Indeed. Uh, he joined GM back in 2010, formerly from GM. He was involved in leading their, uh, the, the, the government-led bankruptcy restructuring of 09. He became GM's president in 2014. He was involved in selling GM's European Opel unit. He handled rather neatly the Korean uh, branch of GM. And in 2016, rather fittingly, he was the guy who led the acquisition of Cruise itself. So really, he's kind of the perfect guy for the role. So I'm very excited about this at a really high level just because, again, it reaffirms the extent, the degree to which GM are taking so seriously this autonomous and electric car uh, revolution. Um, I've said it numerous times. I'm not going to stop saying it. Any car company that is not similarly focused on or in the process of refocusing to autonomous and electric cars will be dead or dying by 2030. So hats off to GM for this bold and very focused move indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so about a year ago, we heard Mercedes and Bosch were partnering up to do a thing. Well, now we know what that thing is. Starting in the second half of 2019, so about a year from now, they're going to be launching an autonomous vehicle ride-hailing pilot program for testing in San Jose, California. They're going to be using S-Class sedans kitted out with Level 4 and Level 5 automation, so full self-driving capabilities. Rather different to Waymo, these vehicles will still have a human backup driver in the driver's seat because to date, Waymo is still the only company in California to have received a permit to test driverless vehicles without any backup driver whatsoever. In any event, what this now means is you'll soon be able to get a ride in a fully autonomous car, which also happens to be a nice plush S-Class. Not bad. Now, on a more serious note, this is a really important thing and really quite a telling one at that. Mercedes is yet another company working on rolling out autonomous cars focused on ride sharing rather than private car ownership. 
I've been saying for quite some time that I think that with the possible exception of Tesla, well, okay, the probable exception of Tesla, we're going to see autonomous cars really start to phase in in two main places. Car sharing for, you know, for ride hailing primarily, and really the commercial space, for example, trucking and cargo shipments. Uh, footnote, this is why it's so important to vote on today's Friday poll day, because that question about autonomous vehicles phasing out human truck drivers, this is a really important question. So again, please don't forget to head on over and cast your vote. We will absolutely be discussing this actually in the next episode, I'm sure. Anyway, um, the reason why this is such a big deal, though, this this, this notion of car sharing, remember, we've discussed this quite a bit in the past, and I'm not going to stop discussing it because it's really, really important. Remember the famous Boston Consulting Group BCG study that they did in conjunction with the World Economic Forum? Um, If we deploy autonomous cars and if we do not move to a car sharing world, that is, if indeed we continue to just privately owned vehicles, we're going to end up with a suboptimal solution where, well, the study was conducted in Boston, and if if all vehicles remain privately owned, this would actually increase traffic problems rather than decrease them. Because you see, you end up with more cars on the road, more people going more places more of the time. Well, this ends up increasing traffic rather than reducing it. And so the net effect is something like a 5.6% increase in traffic and commensurate travel times. This is not the kind of future we imagined for autonomous car world. So in order to make this thing work, in order to make autonomous cars work, we have to move to a car sharing model. Now, maybe then it's no surprise that every, really every car manufacturer out there, that is the direction they're going with all this, whether it's Volkswagen, whether it's uh, GM with cruise automation, uh, you know, in this case, of course, Mercedes, this is where things are going. I know what you're saying, uh, you know, Tesla obviously are working towards rolling out fully autonomous cars for private use. Um, I think that's that's okay. And in any event, I think it's also temporary, or at least it's an alternative to what they're eventually going to do. I am sure of it, uh, which is to roll out a car sharing program using Tesla's. Um, Really, there's two reasons for this, right? So first of all, Tesla built their name. Well, okay, so three things. They built their name on the face-distorting acceleration performance effects of their cars, number one. Number two, their gigafactory for battery production, number three, uh, their semi-autonomous and soon-to-be fully autonomous uh, autopilot system. So this then was good not just for good press, but in fact to get people excited about their cars. Uh, I think, though, certainly we're going to see Tesla will absolutely be rolling out a car-sharing program as soon as they're able to do so with level four, and certainly fully level five autonomous cars. So that's all we've got on this for now. Obviously, I'll flesh out more details as I get it. Uh, obviously, very excited to see how this rolls out in San Jose. Uh, again, it'll be the second half of 2019, so about a year from now. Hey, just a friendly reminder that Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue is now on Facebook. Just head on over to facebook.com slash autonomous Hogue and like it. It'll be a great place to discuss the show with your fellow listeners and with me. Again, that's facebook.com slash autonomous hogue. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so to wrap things up today, I want to talk a bit about Volvo because they showed up at the LA Auto Show uh, without a car. Instead, they had a rather cheeky sign saying simply, this is not a car. Well, it turns out they wanted to talk about their new partner, Luminar. 
So Luminar are developing what I think is safe to say the longest range LiDAR in the world. So to put things in perspective, according to their website, it's got 10 times the range of regular LiDAR. Also, it's got 50 times the resolution. This means it can actually see human poses and body limbs. And this is a really important thing because now it means that cars will actually be able to see and interpret hand gestures. For example, say a police officer steps in front of the car and uses uses a hand to kind of wave the car down, right? So, so this is really important. But it's important for another reason. And let me actually give you the numbers now regarding distance. So, so conventional LiDAR has a range of 40 meters. And yes, I am going to be using metric most of the time on this show because I've, I'm thrilled to say that many of you are actually based outside the U.S., number one. Number two, numbers in metric just tend to be rounder, neater numbers. And three, because, well, science. Anyway, conventional LiDAR has a range of about 40 meters Luminar's LiDAR has a range of 250 meters. This is absolutely astounding. Um, Here's why this is a really big deal. Um, And it really kind of segues neatly back to how we started today's episode with Friday Poll Day, question of whether you think the government should sort of help regulate the deployment of autonomous technology so as to help lessen the social cost. For example, putting millions of truck drivers out of a job in the next decade or so as autonomous trucks become a thing. Well, one thing that I never discussed on this show was the fact that conventional LiDAR today doesn't actually have far enough range for use on big rig trucks. Sure, okay, maybe on smaller trucks it should be okay, but on the largest trucks it just won't, it's not suitable. These trucks require far more distance to come to a stop from freeway speeds than regular LiDAR can see, right? So, Luminar's technology, though, allowing for a range of 250 meters, well, now that suddenly is suitable for trucks. In fact, on their website, I'm looking at it right now, they actually do have a video showcasing their technology on a big rig truck. So, whereas in the past we were imagining a future where autonomous trucking is, you know, going to become a thing and a potential, very real potential social risk, well, now it really is technologically actually possible. I'm not going to get into that discussion again now about whether and how this should be done. Again, that's why I rolled out the poll today on Friday Poll Day. Um, please do actually cast your vote, though, because this is a very, very important question. Um, and I really want to discuss this next week. What better way to kind of wrap things up than, than by bringing in this full circle now that we see that Volvo with Luminar finally have technology that will indeed enable fully autonomous trucking on big rig trucks. Hey, just a friendly reminder that if you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and review. Also, you can now support this podcast with small monthly contributions. Just head on over to markhoag.com for the links. For those of you who've already pitched in, thank you so much indeed. All right, well, that'll do it for today and indeed this week. Please don't forget to head on over to twitter.com slash to cast your vote in this week's Friday poll day. Other than that, It's Friday. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.